Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Bobby. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, as you've probably noticed, we're down to two again this week. Um, Andy, unfortunately, feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah. It was nice while it lasted. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, our chat with Paulie Bolger has been delayed uh, until next week. Um, seeing as Andy set it all up and everything, so feels like he should be on it, which, I, if anything, I think that'll make it worse. So. Yeah, I can't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, it's been delayed uh, till next week, but we've still got plenty to talk about. We have indeed. Um, but Goodwood started today. Glorious Goodwood. Yeah, we had a we had a bet on it, didn't we? Did, were, were we glorious? Uh, no. Oh. No. So, we, we had a work bet, didn't we, as, as usual? Yes. Um, we, we broke about even, roughly. That's, that's not too bad, then. Yeah, but it, but in brighter news, I had a free £5 bet. Okay. And that one. Oh, very good. Yeah, 14 to 1, so... Did you put that on ours, or...? No. Ah. <laughs> Is that why it won? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else has already picked that race. Fair enough. Fair enough. So... <laughs> but there's still four more days to go. There's still time to win that money. Woohoo! Um... Anyway, what have we got coming up tonight? Uh, so, as always, we have our Super League review of round 20. Uh, I've got my stats. We've got uh, a little bit of extended news and, and things going on in the world of Rugby League. Um, our ever-so-popular NRL results readout. Yes. Uh, we've got Bry again, uh, from, from six again. With his predictions update, I think you uh, I think you had a good week this week, didn't you? After saying all that last week, yeah, I think it's now. Yeah, I think it's my favourite segment. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it's my favourite segment. Excellent, and then we're out of here. Brill. Right. Well, then, let's crack on, shall we? Perfect. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yeah, that was our button for... Now nah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> No, of course, it's time for our Super League review on uh, round 20 with some quite close games this week and uh, a couple of blowouts as well. Yeah, a really interesting round. Some really unexpected results. Uh, one of the games I could have wrote an entire page worth of notes on, I think. Yeah. Uh, some, like you say, some, some really close games, some unexpected results, so... Where would you want to start? Let's let's start with Warrington taking on Hull KR. It was Warrington twenty two, Hull KR thirty. Another another blown lead for Warrington. Mm. Uh, Fourteen nil up at one point. 
And even with 15 minutes to go, the, the 22-12 up. Yeah. Just, just just can't hold a lead. No. Crumbled again. Peter Matautia seems to have a bet with his brother Sione to see who can get banned the most this season. <laughs> and then he he's shocked when he gets Simbind. Yeah, I, they, just, they just seem like they're trying to outdo each other. Some sort of sibling rivalry. Just, yeah. Just not what you'd expect. No wonder they never play against each other. They're always One of them's always banned. It's a very good point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, credit to all KR, they, they dug deep and come back and, and managed to uh, get the win. I did, th- just Warrington, it just just can't get mad around them, how they can't <laughs> hold a lead. No, I I don't get it, and they, they bring in signings to try and help them. They, well, Matt Duft has arrived today, I think. Is it today he's arrived? Yeah, they've put pictures up. Right. I know he's. I know he was. I know he was expected to play this weekend, wasn't he? Um, mm. But <laughs> he's going to have to. I he can't do any worse. Well, no. That, I was about to say he's probably coming at the right time. To be fair, because I don't. I, I still get the impression he doesn't want to be here. No, I, 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 I still firmly believe that as well. And I think it, if he doesn't play well, I'm not saying this week. Don't get me wrong. You know, you got to give him. Maybe a week or two to to get used to it. Uh, or probably need a bit more than that, but I get what you're saying. But you know, I, I feel like you're going to see a a not. I, I well, I'd I'd like him to prove me wrong because I, I like you know when players come into Super League and they treat the league with respect and and mm. the respect it deserves. But I don't know. Just with this one, I really get the impression that he's just here for a payday, and he'll see how he's cut, and he'll say see you later after that. I agree. He was really, really reluctant, wasn't he, when the dragon was dragons he was at before the dog. Yes, it was. When yeah. when they had let him go, he was really reluctant to come over here. And I think he said something along the lines of, well, I think, I believe I'm an NRL player, mm. so I should be playing in the NRL. And you know what? I don't think he is. No, I don't. I th- I think... He's. I've. I've seen him with moments of brilliance. Mm. I have. I think when he first burst onto the scene, I thought, "Wow, this. You know, he could be a good player here." But over the last few years, he's just some of his defensive reads are awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah. But you know, may, maybe that'll be more hidden over here. I'm not so sure yet to find out. Anyway, but um, like, like you said, I hope he does prove me wrong because he is. He is exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but going back to the game, they just can't hold a lead, can they? No, they can't. Uh, but I tell you what, speaking of excitement, how good was Ethan Ryan's try? Yes, really good. Yeah, that was that was great to watch. I think I uh, I think I rewound it a couple of times as well just to watch it again. He just he scored. He scored some real crackers this season. He has. He really has. Uh, just that. Excitement that again you want from your from your wingers the top mm. finishing the 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 electricity you feel when he gets the ball so mm. very well done and Sam Royal picked up his first Super League try yes on debut wasn't uh, well no was it his debut uh, for Hull KR it's his loan yeah sorry for yeah. that's what I meant sorry he's Hull KR debut he was he's got a two or three week loan from St. Helens, hasn't he? He has, so he's featured a couple of times for Saints this season. But yeah, yeah that's his uh, first try. So Well, I actually didn't think it was a try. Did you not? I thought Coot knocked Thewlis before 
uh, the ball even come down. And I think he knew what he was doing. He had a look at it. To me, he had a look at him. Mm. Had a look up. Had another look at him. And just get, it wasn't m- much, but he bumped him. Mm. weren't trying to. He knew what he was doing. Okay. So in my opinion, he knew what he was doing, and I thought that was a penalty. Right. Okay. I'll have to check that. I, I missed that to be honest with you. I thought there might have been a slight knock on in the build up um, when the ball came down, but apart from that, I didn't see the little bump like you said. Mm. It wasn't a lot in it, but I think he, I think Lachlan Coote knew what he was doing there. Okay. But well done to Sam Ryle. Yes. <laughs> and well done to Ulkr. Yes, indeed. Where would you like to go next? Let's go to the south of France. Let's go to Toulouse. Toulouse 11, Salford 24, which sounds the most bizarre final score I've ever heard. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? But what a tremendous effort from, from Salford that is. I think Paul Rowley was saying they're down to the, the bare bones now and, and to travel to to lose with that is is a fantastic achievement and coming away with the win. Um, didn't look too exciting to watch, but that's rugby league sometimes. I would have, I would have liked win. to have watched that. Yeah? I would have liked to have watched that and I would have liked to have watched the the, the Catalan-Uddersfield match as well and yet neither of the games in France were on Sky mm. and I, I think there was a few quite a, a few people with frustrations about that and I, I thought I was under the understanding that Cat- Catalan especially had a deal with Sky where all their home games uh, were, were put on Sky but then I was reading into it and apparently Catalan were putting up the production cost for them games to be shown on Sky and it's pretty expensive. So Oh really? I didn't mm. I, I knew th- I knew that they terminated that sort of deal with them. Mm. But I didn't know why. Well apparently Catalan were already were, were sorry not were always putting up the cost to put them on and it's seems a bit wrong really, doesn't it? It really does and not another another one of these stupid rules like Toulouse having to pay for people's flights mm. and getting them into France and stuff, it's just, it's ridiculous. You're going to put them in the league, I've got to help them out, haven't you? Of course you have. That's that's uh, that's another kick in the teeth for rugby league, that really, isn't it? Like you said. Especially you... for French rugby league. Well, yeah. Uh, that, But like you said, that game, we'll come on to it, but that game would have been really good to watch as well as to lose. So mm. I wish they'd have had some way of getting that shown, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, the... the... They put up a decent. But Salford are in a really, really good run of form, I think, and uh, I really enjoy watching them. Some of the tries they score are, are really sort of classic rugby league. Mm. Uh, Joe Burgess thought had a really good game. Um, seems in, in good form. Had a tremendous ankle tap try saving tackle didn't he he did yes what a what a try saver that one was mm. brilliant from and and he got two himself as well so yeah like you said good all-round game really yeah two really good wingers at Salford in, in Joe Burgess and Ken Seo yeah you feel like you're going to get attacked from both sides you see most teams in the league they have that mm. sort of one winger where they'll Go to it when you least expect them, and then you have that one winger where you'll you'll attack. You'll you you mainly go for, but you never and, know with Salford. And I think they both bring the ball out really well from their own try line as well. Yes, um, they, they they really do work hard, and I I, I like them 
as wingers go in the league, there's probably not much better as a pairing. Mm. It's right up there anyway. Yeah. I've got a question for you. What's your thoughts around Tim Laffey? Because I've seen him a few times this season. He's got, I don't know, he's got a, a showed it in this game. He's got a hell of a flick pat on him. Yeah, that little out the back door yeah. type. Yeah, and he's. I think he's a good centre, but I don't know. I I, I think he's he's done a lot better than I thought he would because I don't think he'd he'd played a lot of minutes mm. uh, for for a couple of years. Go before previous to joining Salford. I'm not even sure he had a club when he joined Salford. So I think he's come in and done a really, really good job and is is probably one of the top centres in the league, the way he's played this year, for me. Yeah. I, I, I've seen signs of brilliance for him and, and you know, like I said, that that flick pack is, is, is deadly. He just seems to get it out from, from nowhere. You look like he's going to go himself and then mm. before you know it, it's in the hands of Burgess and they've, they're over. <laughs> yeah, really dangerous, really mm. dangerous player. Uh, I thought the the first try for Salford was uh, was a little bit soft from Toulouse from from their form as well. Mm. Uh, I thought Mark Sneed had way too much time to put the ball in the air. It looked like everyone just sort of backed off him, and I, I don't know is this a result of of teams now scared to put pressures on kickers? Are they scared of getting bans? Mm. Because that to me just seemed like he could have had another extra, he could have had another five seconds to put that bomb up and no one would have laid a finger on him. There's a few things in there like that. I, I think that is a, a real big one as well. People are scared to to put pressure on the kicker. I think people are scared to put uh, pressure on the the passer. And obviously, we don't want to take kickers and passers out late, but some of them have been. Really bad. I thought the penalty right on half time was questionable. The guy's already on the floor. Mm. I didn't think it was a swinging arm or anything, but then he stays down and holds his head and gets a penalty. Yeah. I think it was, was it Watkins that yes, came it was in over Watkins, the top? Yeah. Uh, just. But the guy's on the floor. Mm. I can't remember who it was that made it. Was it Ash or Bot, maybe? I can't I remember who made the break. I think it might have been Gigo. Right. Yeah, you could be right. I can't remember. But they made that break, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they pushed it to... to but then he holds his head and goes, oh, all right, well, must be a penalty if he's holding his head. Yeah. I, I think I think he saw a bit of sense not to simbin him, mm. um, which is which is reluctant, really. Most most people that stay down with head injuries now, the, the sin, going to the bin for 10 or even, even a red card, aren't they? But mm. uh, I think Rob Robix, I think he was in charge of the game saw it as just a penalty. I don't think it was a penalty personally, but at least he didn't take it further and ruin the game, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it was I don't know, all the I just there's there's a few things creeping in like we've just mentioned that I think need to uh, be tightened up on. Yeah, definitely. Should we move on? Yes. Well we've already mentioned the game anyway, so we might as well stay in the south of France and we'll we'll head over to uh Catalans they took on third place Huddersfield Catalans thirteen Huddersfield twelve. Yeah, like I said before, would have liked to have watched this one. Um, I think probably depending when they have to. I think they picked nine out of the thirteen home games to put on Sky. So depending mm-hmm. on when they've had to pick those games, this 
if it was you know very early in the season, maybe didn't sound like the game it it turned out to be. With with, with respect to where they are in the league, I mean, yeah. But from from what I saw, seemed seemed evenly balanced. Huddersfield are having a bit of a dip, aren't they? Yeah, back to back losses now for for Huddersfield. Lost to St. Ellen's last week and mm. and Catalans this week. Back to back losses against two of the teams above them, to yeah. the top. Is that know, a is that a worry teams. you think for Ian Watson? Um, n- not so much. No, I don't think so. Last week, <clears throat> excuse me, against St. Helens, probably a little bit because obviously they, they, they had twelve men. For a lot of the game, Saints, mm. and then even uh, eleven, they finished the game with eleven, and then to still not score. And I know that St. Helens are the benchmark in the league at the minute, mm. and have been for the last couple of years. But to not come away with, with scoring any points there is um, slightly worrying. Uh, would I don't think it will bother them in the long run because I think they know that they've got it in them to beat those teams, and I think they have got it in them to beat those teams. It's just whether they. Do which sounds silly, but <laughs> no, no, I, I, I get what you mean. Especially come the the back end of the playoffs, you know, you, you're probably guaranteed to play probably one of those teams in the. Mm. We, we've said it all season that top four seems mm. different from the rest of the league. So if you if you're saying that, you're pretty much saying that not only your you top four, you'd like to think somewhere they're going to be in your semi finals. Yeah. So more than likely, you are going to play a team above you or yeah. on a similar par to you. Yeah. I think they'll still feel relatively confident come come the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they, they, with with this game, there was a couple of nice tries. I thought the the from both teams. Yeah. Um. The Catalan one, I thought the Romano try was was really good. There was a, a beautiful sort of cut out pass by uh, Mitchell Pierce, and then it come to uh, Dean Ware. Yeah, you say it, Ware. Something like that. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Uh, and he give the the little offload then, and, and sent him in the corner. I thought that was a really nice work try from the Huddersfield one. I thought the Danny Levi. Try was was really nice. I really like that try. I think it yeah. was a really nice piece of uh, piece of work from from Huddersfield. Yeah, back. I think they give it to to Joe Greenwood, who, who looked like he was going to just take it in, give it out the back to Faz, who then had uh, I think McQueen on a little drop off, and they sent him up the middle. Yes, back to where they came, and and he was just in support. But it was a really nice move. It was. It was. You're right, and it got them back. To I think it was ten all, wasn't it? Yes. And then they 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 got the uh, they got the penalty to make it twelve ten. Yes. Before, if you ask me, probably the turning point in the game—a very sh- silly thing to do from from Hewitt. You've got Sam Tompkins, who you know he's going to step. You know what he's like. You know he's quick off his off his feet. Don't stick your hand out in front of his head. No, and it was a penalty. It was, and you, you know it. You know it's coming. You know he's going to try and do it. Just keep your arms by your sides and go for your legs. I know. I know it sounds silly in the in the heat at the moment, but mm. if you fling an arm out, it, it's going to only end one way for you, isn't it? And yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, that so puts some level. Then that doesn't puts it, it level? And then they 
Callans took the time, didn't they? They they got on. They thought they were going to go for it at one point, built it in really nicely, and then Tompkins slots it over for the one point, and they come away with the full two points. Yeah, I think probably a really important win for for Catalan there as well. Yeah, as we, as we said, um, to Huddersfield dipping, they they had back to back losses. So did Catalans. They lost to Warrington at Magic Weekend, and then to Salford last week. Mm. So. They had their little dip in form, so they bounced back really nicely. Mm. Uh, just so good to see them coming back. But a real, I think that was a, I think that was a real third and fourth game. Uh, yeah, just emphasizes that and how close the top four is. I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's go to what is probably the shock result of the round. That kicked off the round on Thursday night, and that's Leeds forty-two, Wigan twelve. I don't think anybody in the world of rugby league saw this coming. No, uh, especially looking at that Leeds team mm. when it was announced. Yeah, it looked horror. It looked like it was going to be the other way round, plus more to Wigan when that team was announced. It looked like it was going to be a demolition job. Mm. But credit to Credit to Leeds, they they dug deep, they the um and they played out the skin. I do think that Wigan's defence was awful in this game. Yeah, I've got that down as well, especially from the centres and the sort of playing without any centres. They had I think they had Willie Iser and Jay Bibby in at centres, didn't they? Mm. Who aren't especially Willie Iser who aren't centres. Bibby's a, a winger. Mm. But I just thought, defensively, the defensive reads from the centre position were awful. Willie Iser shooting out the line pretty much every time Leeds went in. Yeah. Just left massive holes in the defence. And when they actually did stay in the line, it, you've got three or four men on every on every player trying to take mm. them down. And they still couldn't stop them. Mm. The amount of times Leeds just... Got over the line with three or four people on the back. I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Yeah, get take his legs. Somebody stop him from running. Yeah, most. I mean, most teams have a, a bit of a, a dip in form or a, a, an off game. But to me, this just sort of seemed like Wigan thought they could just turn up and they'd win. Mm. That sort of attitude and that sort of game. Yeah, a bit a bit lazy in the in mm. the way they did. Uh, credit to one part of the defense which sort of sets up the next talking point as well in a great track down from Jake Bibby yeah. on Ash Hanley. Mm. So obviously you know my next question. Was it Bibby? Was it Marshall? Was it Marshall? It was one of them. I think oh. it was Marshall. But oh, on. fair enough. Well, if it was Marshall, I apologise then. Well, one of them took Hanley out, who looked very quick himself the other week, didn't he? So yeah. If if they're both running at full pelt there, then mm. then fair play to to ever tracked him down. But then obviously that leads on to the next point, which is the Harry Newman try, probably the one that quite possibly put it to bed mm. at twenty four six. Obviously the it's not even a case of asking you was it a try or no try because I think I know the I think I know the answer straight away, seeing as the RFL have apologised for it. Yeah, I, I don't. I I've no idea. How they've given a try on the night? I don't. I really don't understand that. I mean, he's jumped through his legs. What are the what are the 
defenders, the mark, and there wasn't really any markers because it was bang on the line, but what the defenders, but you can't tackle him. No. He's jumped through the, the Ash Stanley's legs. How he sent it up as a try, I don't know. How the video referee has given that, I'm even more confused. Yeah. Just an out and out embarrassment. It really it it's bad when you when your head of officials has to come out and apologise for a decision like that. Yeah. And I haven't heard Steve Ganson say anything for about three years, so it must have been bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah, that's a very good point to be fair. But just another shot in the foot for for rugby league. We just don't help ourselves. I just no. I don't see I I don't see how more clear cut that has to be for him to give no try. It and it, I think it all sort of comes back to, but it doesn't. I was gonna say it, it. It all sort of comes back to this. This whatever the referee sends it up as try no try. Mm. So if he sends that up as no try, he probably gives no try. Yeah, but you can see it there. Yeah, it, you don't need. If if I video ref, I don't need the referee to tell me that that's a try or no try. I can see that's no try. Mm. It's just utterly bonkers. Yeah, it, it is, and I don't think you'll see a more blatant obstruction or disregard for the rules this year. I think that was... It was just mental. <laughs> it really was. But... Just on the uh, on a quick note for this game, fairness to Matty Pete, I thought his interview was was very classy. I think it was very easy to come out and and blame certain parts, but do you know what? He didn't. He held his hands up and he said, "Ah, we weren't good enough tonight." And well, they conceded forty two points. It's nobody else's fault but their own. Well, yeah, I suppose. But he, he definitely needs to. He definitely needs to learn to smile more. <laughs> They just lost 42 12. He's not going to smile, is he? All right, not after this game, but just in general. <laughs> He's a very miserable person. I don't like him for that. So he needs to smile more. I'm not being funny. I saw him lifting the challenge cup. He didn't even he didn't even smile. I can't comment. But all right, maybe not the points we make after this game admittedly, but yeah, probably not. Yeah, but all right, fair enough. In future if he wins you need to smile more. Right. <laughs> and somehow, despite the season that they've had, Leeds are one point off sixth place. Yes, they are. I don't know how they do it. It, it I think, baffles I think it's just me. the rest of the league is, is, like we've said all along, well, for the last few weeks especially, the top four are miles ahead of everybody and then really from fifth, fifth to about tenth is... Up for grabs. Yeah. It is, you're right. But I don't know how Leeds do it. They just, they shouldn't be where they are, but somehow they are. I know what you're saying. It's not really a dig at Leeds. No. It's just the the league more than anything. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But we shall see how they uh, get on this week, because it doesn't get... Easy for them. They're away to Catalan, so mm, might see them back on that win one, lose one again. But possibly, I'm not sure what their run of games is now. But uh, they'll, they'll. I mean, one point off sixth. Mm. 
I think they'll do. It. I, I think they could do it, especially with some of the teams above them, like Hull still above them. Uh, no, Hull are now below them. I think if you say in the one point off six, I'm pretty sure Salford are in sixth. I'm pretty sure Salford are in that last playoff place now. Right. Well, fair enough. Well, uh, moving on. Let's go to what was probably the other shock of the round, but not for the reason most people were expecting. Wakefield 12, St. Helens 13, after Golden Point. Yeah. Wakefield, I mean, the conditions were terrible. It was pouring down. And Wakefield played the conditions perfectly. Mm. And that sounds bizarre to say, seeing as they lost. I'm not quite sure how Saints kept themselves in it. I thought Lino and um, uh, Miller, Miller, yeah, Miller, <laughs> were was so dominant. The kicking game was excellent. You know, we, we saw it with the... Um, I can't remember which one of them kicked it now. I think it was Lino, where Wellsby had to save it coming in from for a 40-20. And, yes. then, and then they ended up scoring. Just followed it up. But again, great kick, which forced him into making the mistake. But then a great chase. Yeah, honestly, the, the the they played the conditions really well, but Saints being Saints and the champions doing champions things managed to keep themselves in it, claw themselves back to a twelve all, and somehow get the drop goal. I mean, I think there was one, two, three, three or four drop goal attempts. Yes, in the uh, in the towards the end of the game. Yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. And then and then Saints were quite lucky to get the one that they got over because I think Lomax was originally taking it and he fumbled it. Luckily for Saints, fumbled it backwards and managed to pass it to Wellsby, who nobody was up on because they weren't expecting him to have it, and he just dinged it over. Mm. Well, I've seen a few Wakefield fans a bit disgruntled over that, uh, saying this week that. Uh, Lomax dropped it. it. Should have been a knock on, and no, should have been a should have been a scrub. No, no, it wasn't a knock on. I I don't think so. Either. It wasn't a knock on. Clearly goes backwards in 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 my eyes. And that was Johnny Lomax's three hundredth career game as well. It was fantastic achievement considering all his uh, injuries and being out of the game for nearly two years. Yeah, he'd so. have made well over four hundred if he hadn't have had the injuries, which yeah. is a, a you know a shame. But. Um, at least he's been firing fit for the last few years, which is is good for for the league, really. Yeah, definitely. But it, it does again. It brings into question whether the golden point system works. Is it fair? I don't like it. I don't think it's very fair. If you're going to have it, I think it needs to be you. It, everybody gets a. You both get a point, mm. and then whoever. Wins gets the extra point. Yeah, I've I've also seen um, a couple of questions around golden point as to whether it should be just extra time mm. because all you get is a, it's just a drop goal 
drop goal challenge basically whoever can get the most whoever can get the quickest drop goal away mm. so should you play five extra minutes either side you can still go for the drop goal by all means but it doesn't end the game I don't I don't think so I would have that if it was um, like a challenge cup game or a grand final mm. I would have extra I wouldn't have golden point I would have extra time I think because we have such a long season the games are so congested mm. I think it's unfair to ask them to to go for an extra ten minutes, unless they have to. Obviously, if, if nobody gets gets the golden point, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. That's I, I think I would. I, I'd be. I'd be. I think I would scrap it anyway and just have a point each. But I think if you're going to keep it, then that losing team needs to at least get a point. Yeah, and Wakefield would have took a point because it would have took them off bottom. Yeah, and it could it could be crucial towards the end of the season. If they don't get another point now, mm. like, let's say Toulouse and Wakefield don't get another point each. Goes mm. down to goes down to points difference and those ones matter. Yeah, it does. It was cruel to Wakefield because they were probably the better team. Mm. Um, I, I think the better team lost on the day and with where they are, it's even more harsh, but unfortunately, that's, the way it is at the minute. Mm. I don't agree with it. But yeah. That win takes St. Helens six points clear now at the top of the table, doesn't it? So It does, yes. You would think that league leader shield is pretty much wrapped up now. Yes, you would. You would definitely think so. But that leads us one more game. It does indeed. And the game that I could have wrote an entire page worth of notes on because it had absolutely everything. Mm. Not everything for the right reason, but it just it it was mental. <laughs> it really, really was. So it was Hull FC eighteen, Castleford forty six. Mm. The win bin game. I like that. Yeah, thanks. Very good. Yeah, I came up with that. Did you? Yeah. Excellent. The win bin. The win bin. I love it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, two Simbins for Connor Wynn. The first one, right, the first one is where he gets Simbined with Daryl Alfords, isn't it? It is, yes. In the corner, where I think Greg Eden puts the ball dead. Yes. And then there's a, somebody has a, a bit of a shove. I think it was a, I think it was, I think it was Connor Wynn that had a bit of a shove at Greg Eden. I think he, I don't think he liked yeah. the way he came in to clear it. That's right, yeah. There's a bit of a shoulder-to-shoulder thing. So he pushes Greg Eden. Olfert sees that, comes and pushes Wynn. Mm. Then they're sort of having who can grab whose shirt the most. Bit of a dance contest. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing thrown or anything. No. They end up on the floor, and then they get Simbind each. Mm. Now, is there any need for them... Them two Simbinids, because in my opinion, there isn't. No, I think you just, I, th- I think you just uh, pull both of them in with the captains, and you simply say, "He's reacted to the challenge. You cut it out, Daryl. I don't need you running in and reacting to the reaction. Both of you cut it out. Don't want to see any more of it. Go back to your teams." I agree. Six cards there were in this game. Mm. I don't think I agree with. Actually, looking at them, I probably only agree with, I don't agree with them too. But I just thought they were mean. Well, oh no, then the 
we'll get on to that, the most okay. ridiculous sin yes. bin ever. Yes, I know which one you mean. And I just don't think there's any need for it. I really don't think there's any need for those first two Simbinins. Nobody's thrown any punches or anything. It's got a bit heated. Mm. Just just separate them. Just let them get on. You, you seem to have these these games sometimes where it, it seems to be all about the referee. Mm. And sadly, this was one of them. And I think, unfortunately for him, he's come under some heavy criticism. Not just this week, but for the for the last for the re, for the past of this season, uh, where he's used his cards mindlessly. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's done it again. Mm. And I just it, it, it's Ken, it's the Kendall show. Mm. And sometimes you just feel like he needs to stop. And think about what he's doing before he does it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think there's the rules, the by the rule book, and then you have sort of like not your own set of rules, but you can you know that a rule can sort of be twisted to let things go. Yeah, I know what you mean. That makes more sense. Yeah, and nobody complains about it. I don't think, but the Hull have got serious. Serious problems. I don't know who's worse, Hull or Warrington. No, and especially with... I mean, I, we didn't really speak about this because I didn't actually know, but obviously Jake Connor came back into this game. Mm. And we've said all along, Jake Connor seems to be the key to this whole FC side working, doesn't he? But mm-hmm. unfortunately this week he, he wasn't... His his passes were very miscue. He, put, he had a lot of pressure put on him. He dropped a few balls. Mm. You know, he's been out for seven weeks. You're not going to be Did perfect. Assi- I think he assisted the Macintosh tried didn't he with the grubber where he had the acrobatic finish yes he did just about didn't just, he just yeah it was a great finish it was but how long did it take the video referee to come to the decision that it was a try it's ridiculous it you can see it straight away do you know what i, I watch i watch the nrl and i watch super league i watch them both and the difference in time from the bunker to our video ref mm. is totally different. One look, one maybe two looks in the bunker, unless it's a se- unless it's a really hard call for them. One or two looks that would have taken them about twenty seconds. They'd have gone, yeah, balls down. There's grass in between. Yeah, got a decision. But because the referee has sent it up as a no try, mm. they are taking three or four minutes to go. Oh, actually, this is a try. Mm. You can see it's a try. Just give it as a try. Yeah, it, it's it's really, really daft. But, got a question for you. Okay. Okay. And, I think it's fair to say that this game wins the wet paper towel defence <laughs> award. Okay. But my question is, who does it go to? Right. Does it go to Castleford for every single player having his back to Danny Houghton as he taps the ball and runs straight through the middle of him? Mm. Or does it go to Hull FC for countless tries that could have been stopped, but the worst of all was that Matungi try? No one oh, laid yeah. a hand on it. That him. was ridiculously soft. You're 20 yards out and no- you've got a gap that big and nobody lays a hand on mm. you. It was ridiculous. I just go back to the Houghton try. Yeah. That really, really bugged me. <laughs> okay. And it's a, the reason it bugged me is because of the quick tap. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he did a quick tap. 
because I like it mm. and I think we should do it. But I can't remember the last time that a referee let them take a quick tap. Well, I was thinking this, and it was probably the time, I can't remember who did it to them for the life of me, but it was probably the time that Hull FC fell asleep. I think it was Warrington. Hull FC fell asleep, and I think Daryl Clark tapped the ball and went through the middle of them all as well. But it's the inconsistency in the rules. I like it. I think we should be able to do a quick Mm. tap. But how can you give... How can you tell them no 99 times out of 100 and then let them do it that 1 in 100? Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. You're right. You either let them do it or you don't. Yeah. More consistently than than the way it is now. Yeah. I think they should because I like it and it leads to tries like that and it was brilliant and obviously, yes, Castleford should have been awake and looking, but because they don't let them do it, they weren't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. If you if you know you're not going to get away with it, why would you bother? Sort it's of just thing? the inconsistency in the rules that we have. Yeah, no, you, you you're right. You're right. Um, it, it bugged me, but in answer to your question, I think Hull for the wet paper towel. Okay, because they lose the the they win the first half, they then come out lose the second half, thirty two nil after being in the lead, and they're at home. Shocking. Yeah. 32-0 at home in the second half. Yeah. And Daryl Olfert gets four tries, despite mm. being off the field for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Then, Mamo gets simbined for descent, basically. Yes, he made the uh, brain yeah. explosion symbol, didn't yeah. he? I had no issue with... This, the card, because I do think that dissent and, and the way that players are talking to the referee uh, is creeping in and getting worse. Mm. No issues with that. Uh, I have no issues with the Liggy Sal red card, no. which I think was just a complete brain fart and a mixture of frustration and yeah. just Again, no, he, he looked so shocked to be sent off. Mm. And I'm thinking, why are you shocked? You've... You've come in, you've stiff-armed somebody while he's falling to the floor straight to the head. You know what's going to happen. You've made direct contact to the head. It's the same week in, week out. You know what's coming. Mm. You know he's going to go to his back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So I've no issue with that. I've no issue with the Connor Wynn's second simbing. It's the same thing. Descent, that sort of thing. Yeah. You can't do that to, to referees. Um. And I don't like the way it's it's crept and crept up for the last few years. And then the game's over. There's five seconds to go. Danny Outen's got the ball, gets tackled. Crowd, well, cast fans are counting down. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, penalty. That's too long. George Lawler, in the bin you go. You can't lie on that long. Yeah. What is the point in that sim binning? There isn't. The most ridiculous simbining I've ever seen. The most pointless simbining I've ever seen. Danny Houghton's not trying to get up. He's just waiting. He's looking at... You can see him. He's looking up, looking at the clock. Nobody's bothered. Everybody knows the game's over. He wouldn't have... Even if they'd have got off, he wouldn't have played that ball. Mm. I don't think. No. I I, don't think I, I, that ball. I agree. What's I, the point? That's just... That is just making it about you. Yeah. Who is gonna... Who is gonna... Care... If you don't give a penalty, 
and a yellow card. Nobody. Game's over. That's it. Gone. That was just making it about him. Yeah. And even, let's say, let's say he hasn't heard the crowd counting down, which I'm pretty sure he is. Or he has. If he hasn't heard the crowd counting down and he's blown his whistle, pretty much simultaneously as the hooter went, you just go, oh, Right, well, I'm not going to simp him here now. Right, that's a pen- that's too long. Just just get on, and then you just finish on the penalty. Yeah, but he has heard the crowd counting down. Yeah, it's he- just it was just the most silly. I, I just don't know. This game had everything, not everything for the right reason. It was just the it was just mental. This game, absolutely mm. mental. No, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. There was, it was absolutely no need to to simbin him. Just again, like I've said, stop making it about you. Yeah, just stop. That was making it about him. I don't care what anybody says. No, I agree. Pointless. Anyway, the win bin game wraps up the round. It does indeed. Well, the round review, anyway. Yes, it does. So, yes. shall we move on? We shall indeed. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. That's right, it's Stats of the Week time. Hello. <laughs> I feel like I've got to calm down after that last game now. <laughs> you got your ass all full. Yeah. All riled up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, how many stats have we got? I've got five. Excellent. Uh, let's start it off then. Okay. Well, unfortunately for you, I'm staying with Hull FC for the first game. Okay. So I do apologise, but they have now broken a Super League record. They have now conceded the most points in a calendar month. Ouch. With 196 points, and the month is not over. Ouch. Where do they play this week? They play... I think it's Toulouse. Yes, away at Toulouse. And Toulouse can score points. They can indeed. So they could break the uh, 200 mark for the month. Well, I think you've put money on that. They're only, what, four points off it? Yeah, you can't see them nilling Toulouse in, in France, can you? No, that's that's not good. Mm. Anyway, next stat. Sticking with Toulouse. Toulouse have become the first team since Gateshead in 1999 to record three straight wins as a newly promoted team. Right. Good. We said, didn't we, that this month, July, was an important month for them. Mm. So they can... Unfortunately, it ended this week at the hands of Salford. Uh, but... Yeah, so, yeah, I know, yeah. But... I was waiting for it to enter yeah. to say the start, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, as we know, St. Ellen's beat Wakefield in Golden Point uh, this week, making it... Uh, three defeats, <laughs> three defeats in Golden Point, with only one win for Wakefield now. Okay, so they won one in four, which was a few weeks back against Hull FC. Mm-hmm. Um, however, surprisingly, they don't have the worst record in Golden Point. That achievement goes to Huddersfield, who have had three Golden Points and have not won a single one. Really. Mm. Best record mm. goes to Leeds. Okay. They've had five golden points. Right. Won four of them and drawn one. Right. So they've never lost a golden point match. Mm. 
Very interesting. Mm. I think that was earlier this season to Huddersfield. In the yes, it was, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Very good. Uh, moving over to Australia. Manly have now lost 15 out of 18 games against the Dragons when being the away team. Okay. So when travelling to the Dragons in Sydney, they've only won three games. Right. Out of the last 18, which is a bit poor, really. Right, so a bit of a bogey ground. Mm. Right. And this one is just outstanding, really. So uh, after round 10, anything from round, anything after round 10, the Melbourne Storm are outside of the top four for the first time since 2008. Wow. Yeah, they've lost, what is it, four on the bounce now? Four in a row. I bet you'd have to go a long way back to find that. Well, possible sneak preview depending on if it happens this week. If they do lose this week, the last time they lost five in a row, which would equal the club record, they went on to win the Premiership. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Wow. And I can't think who they're playing this week, but... No, neither can I, actually. All eyes on that game. Well, maybe not all. Depends who they're playing. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Uh, let's see who they're playing now. They're quitting now. They are playing, oh, they're playing the Warriors. The Warriors, that was it. So you should see them bounce back, really. Yeah, should do. Sticking with the Storm, though, did you see uh, Pappenhausen's knee this week? Oh, that was nasty. <laughs> yeah. it, it looked like breadsticks in a blender and trying to glue them <laughs> back together. <laughs> it did. It was it was nasty looking. It was not good. Anyway, does that wrap up the stats? That does wrap up the stats. Okay. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Very good stats of the week. Thank you very much. I like some of them. Anyway, like, like we said before, unfortunately, the interview with Cornwall player Polly Bolger has been postponed until next week. So we're just going to run through a couple of bits of news. Mm. Uh, there's been a few bits happening, some some funny, some bizarre, some not so funny. So, <laughs> yes, let's uh, where do you want to start then? What have you got? Well, I think. The biggest news story this week is coming out of Australia, isn't it? And mm. that Manly Seagulls have stood down seven players, or should we say seven players are refusing to play for Manly uh, this week as they are doing a pride shirt mm. and they have cited religious reasons over not playing for the club and wearing a pride shirt. Yeah, it's... It's all, I think it's all a bit touchy within the club. Yeah. And it's, I think it's hard for them to sort of come out and not say the right thing, but obviously they have their beliefs and you have to respect that, but nobody should feel excluded from the game of rugby league. No. When you look at all the, inclusiveness we have in it you know we've got the 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 wheelchair game the pdrl the ldrl the women's game Mm. was such an inclusive sport 
that this is just really, really disappointing. Yeah. Nobody should be left out in the cold. No, absolutely not. Well, the the they've announced the they've 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 said that the seven players who won't take to the field this week are uh, Josh jo- Josh. God. Saving the hardest part of the name. No. <laughs> uh, Josh Aloi, mm-hmm. Jason Saab, mm. Christian Tupaluto, Josh Schuster, uh, Ola Kawatu, uh, Taluta Kula, and Toa Fafoa Sipley. Okay. They're the players that are refusing to play this weekend. So they'll refuse to wear a pride shirt, but they're happy to wear shirts that have gambling sponsors and alcohol sponsors. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. And Indigenous Round is all-inclusive as well. That's yeah. what they've said. Well, yeah. They've, they've said that they're happy to have people playing indigenous rounds because it's their traditions basically right it's just all all wrong it's very very sad to see for the sport it is and it's it's been it's been all over sky sports you know they've had uh keegan hurst on talking about it they've shown clips from australia with uh an ex-manly player who, who came out as as gay can't remember his name something robertson i think um and yes, it needs talking about, and yes, it's wrong, but it's the only time that rugby league makes news over here. Yeah, when it's something bad, I I totally agree. If it's not a red card or a or a fight that's broken out, mm. we never get the good news. No, you don't. And when you do, it's a passing comment, um, and and it's good that you know people are coming out and and saying. It's wrong, and it and it, it does need talking about. What upsets me the most is, like I said before, it's the inclusiveness that we have within the game with all the different teams that we have, and um, it, it's really upsetting to see. I mean, we're in twenty twenty two now. Yeah, you know, and do you know what? I I know. Don't worry, I'm I'm not saying this in any defence or anything like that. It should not matter at all what 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 shirt you you wear. You represent that club, but the shirt isn't even that bold. It's, no, I know what you mean. It's it's quite a subtle sort not, of it, rainbow. It's just a couple of lines on the shirt, isn't yeah. it? And it, it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. But no. it's not like if that is your religious belief. It's not like you you're painting yourself. Do you know what I mean? I, um, it shouldn't matter, but no, everybody should be uh, allowed to to play and watch and love mm. any team in any sport. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that's all we can say on that. And I hope they get hammered this week. Well, they're playing the Roosters on Thursday. They kick it off. They kick off the round against the well, Roosters. I hope the Roosters hammer them by about 60 points. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm a Manly fan, so yeah. come on the Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stick to, uh, uh, well, in Australia, to one of the most bizarre things I have ever think I've ever seen, ever. And Kevin Proctor has been sacked by the Gold Coast Titans for vaping in the toilets at half-time. <laughs> I can't believe 
<laughs> What's he doing? I don't Honestly, know. At first, I thought he wasn't playing, was he? I don't no. think. And at first, I thought he was playing, which I seriously couldn't wrap my head around. And then, it's, I mean, it's still just as bizarre when he's not. But he, he put it up on his Instagram, a little video of him having a vape and all this smoke going into the camera with the, the caption, that half-time vape. Yeah. Absolutely. What are you? I don't know. There's obviously. I think they've been wanting. I think they've been looking for an excuse to get rid of him. To be fair, yeah. Uh, but that is. I think that's hilarious. It's just so utterly daft that it it feels weird to to say it, doesn't it? Yeah. He's been sacked for vaping in the bathroom at half time. <laughs> sacked vaping in the toilets. It's. It's, it's utterly bonkers, but... Oh. Oh. I couldn't stop laughing. No, I, I was right there with you. I couldn't either. It was just... But what's he doing? Why would you do it? Why would you put that online? I, I don't know why you would put that on. But rumours now is he's coming to Super League. Yes, I believe I read this week. Is it Salford and Hull chasing his signature? Yeah. I think I saw a rumour around that. I think I maybe saw Leeds as well, but I'm not so sure on that. I don't know, but mental. Absolutely mental. Well, I think you're allowed to vape in stadiums over here, so if he does fancy a quick half-time vape, if he comes over... He'll be all right. He'll be be all right there, won't he? He'll be in crowd (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Funny. Anyway, have you got anything else? Yeah, uh, well, uh, very quickly before, well, I was well stay in Australia. Did you see the end to the West Tigers game? This is shocking. <laughs> this is absolutely shocking. The the news story or the ending? The ending. Okay. Well, the ending, if, if anybody hasn't seen it, the Cowboys are a point down, I believe, mm. with one second left on the clock. Mm-hmm. First of all, Adam Dewey, just take an extra second, mate, just before you kick that ball. Just just wait it out and then kick the ball. What are you doing giving yourself a second to do this? Yeah. So the Cowboys kick it off, what I'll say is an attempt at a short kickoff, but ends up going about 20 yards. And I think the Tigers wing, I don't know who it was exactly, the possibly centre, runs... Or is it is alleged to run into the path of Kyle Felt? Uh, Kyle Felt then goes down like a sack of potatoes, rolling around on the floor, and the, goes up to the bunker. Bunker gives well, the pen- captain's challenge, don't they? Referee's saying play on. The captain's challenge. That's right. Yeah. After the Utah. So first of all, there's arguments. You can't captain's challenge when there's no seconds left on the clock, mm-hmm. and you can't captain's challenge if there's not a break in play. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it shouldn't have even been given up to the bunker. No. And then Valentine Holmes slots it up. Great kick. Don't get me wrong, brilliant kick. And he wins the game for the Cowboys 27-26. to 26. However, this has not sat, sat well with the West Tigers, and I believe they are now trying to seek legal action to get the result overturned. Yeah, good luck with that. They're not going to get that done. No. But it was, I mean, it, it was never a penalty. The guy comes in as a, it wasn't even an escort, it's just more of a sort of give the, the 
catch her a bit more time. You see it on every single kick. Yeah. Every single kick in every single game. Yeah. You see it. You see that. And they said he's running block. He's not even looking at Kyle Felt. No. He's he's looking at the ball at all times. Yeah. And he runs into the... If anything, Kyle Felt runs into him. Yeah. And then milks it. Yeah. Ridiculous. But Ashley Klein, who was in the bunker, has now been dropped. Oh, has he? This week, yeah. Uh, on field and off field. Yeah. Right. Don't. I'm not surprised. So he's gone from top dog, referee in all three Orangin games, yeah. to being dropped That's for not... one of the most ridiculous. I don't know what's worse, that or that Simbin in the whole game. Well, I wonder if Steve Ganson's going to drop Chris Kendall this week. <laughs> ah, there's no other refs coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Can't true. To. Yeah, that's very true. That uh, is Honestly, that is the most bizarre, well, the most annoying, frustrating penalty I've ever seen. Yes, uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Moving over into, in uh, back over here into Super League, uh, one piece of news that was broke to us before the Leeds and Wigan game is Kevin Nagama is going to return mm. to Huddersfield. Yeah. He signed him on a two-year deal. That was a shock, wasn't it? It was. Left St. Ellen saying he'd retired, then, then went to the Roosters, has played a handful of games, and now he's coming back for two years. A bit strange, Rob. Yeah, he, he sort of cited reasons to, to leave in the first place as... Well, like you say, retirement, but spending more time with family and mm. stuff over in Australia. Uh, and then he's only been chosen as and when needed for the Roosters this season. Which I'm sure he expected. Yeah, and then manages to get a two-year deal out of Huddersfield. So. Yeah, bizarre one. But he was a good player. He was, and if he brings anything like he did to St. Helens for Huddersfield, that's a, another good uh, signing for, for the Giants. Mm. It might... I've read rumours that it might be at the expense of uh, Ricky Lutelli, mm. who's been phenomenal for them this season. Yes, he has, yeah. So, all will tell, but uh, oh, if they keep all the ball for them, it's a very dangerous centre combination. Yes, yeah, no, season. that's right, that's right. Um, Derek Beaumont's been offering fights out to people again, hasn't he? <laughs> What's he doing? I'll fight you for a tenner. <laughs> just... yeah, well, it all started, didn't it? Because he, he come out and said that the French teams offer nothing to Super League. That's right, yes. Which a lot of people, and rightly so, didn't agree with. Yes. He's he's not one for keeping his thoughts to himself, is he, is he Derek? No. Not at all. Um, But can't imagine any other chairman or in any other sport offering to fight random fans out no because they don't agree with him I mean he's wrong anyway because they offer a lot you know look at Catalans now I think they they, they get really good crowds challenging for trophies mm. uh, you know the, the the culture that they're building is, is excellent and really nice to see I think his main argument is that they don't do anything for you know the, the TV stuff mm. Sky and that because they can't get Sky over there so Sky aren't really bothered, and he's wrong. Yeah, he uh, but then he he starts offering fights to one fan, doesn't he? Saying, uh, <laughs> "Meet me in the boxing ring. No cameras or nothing, so that only uh, I know that only you and I know that I've like knocked you out and stuff. And I'll give twenty five grand to charity of your choice, and that if you, absolutely if you beat me, yeah, absolutely bizarre. 
Can you imagine any other chairman doing that? No. I mean, to be fair, there's not a lot of chairmans that are probably young at heart like like Derek. <laughs> Could you imagine Eamon McManus or Ian Lennigan stepping out and going, come on, I'll fight you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go ding, ding, ding. I hope he fights him wearing that leopard hoodie. That'd be well funny, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. Here's a question for you. Derek Beaumont, Derek Beaumont offers you a fight. Right. Do you accept? Yeah. Do you? Absolutely. So you're you're saying you accept Derek Beaumont's fight challenge? Yeah. Okay. So Wait, if I were, do you want your charity money going to the Callum Foundation, <laughs> please? The LFP. I definitely hammer him. Definitely armor him. Yeah. So, and if he's listening, he, no, at me, bro. Oh, there you go, Derek. You know where we are on Twitter. Uh, Callum is willing to accept the fight. I've got a great tagline for it. Go on. Mullet versus Muppet. What about? I've got a better one. Go on. Mullet versus Gullet. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like Mullet versus Muppet. Yeah. It's on. It's on. Right, we're getting it arranged. Getting okay. It. We're getting it done. <laughs> we'll set it up. I'll I'll film it on my on my phone. He said no cameras, but I'll just you know. Okay. Slide a little camera in there. Fine. <laughs> and we'll yeah. get it sorted. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> um so yeah, he's been offering fights again. So have you got anything else? Uh, I've just got one more thing, and uh, it seems a shame to to sort of um, end on it, but I think it needs mentioning. Just uh, another another stupid thing. You see, Sam Tompkins has been cited this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely ridiculous. So he's been cited for checking on the match official. Yeah, the, essentially the touch judge. I think got a bit of a yeah. a, a knock off. Uh, who was it that went in in the corner? Julianne. Yes, Benjamin, Benjamin Julianne. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sam runs over, taps him on the shoulder, and just says, "You're all right." And he gives a gesture and gives him a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And he's been cited for touching the, the touch judge. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't got any games or anything. No, just clarify, he hasn't got any games or anything. But the fact that it's even been, it's even been had a look at is yeah. is mental. It's just ridiculous. Don't touch the touch judge. No. Don't touch the touch judge. I know his name's misleading, but that's not what he's there for. <laughs> Sam. His name's misleading. He's called the touch judge. <laughs> oh, sorry, that caught me out. I didn't expect you to say that. Well. Oh, that tickled me. But yes, that is... That's pretty much all Only I've got. Only in rugby league. Only in rugby. That's pretty much all I've got. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Just, that's pretty much it. And once again, Derek, get in touch because I want to see the fight. <laughs> right. Well, let's move on to, as you know, our last segment, which, you know, as I've always said, is my favourite segment now. Of course. Oh, no, it's not, is it? I've missed, a, I've missed one. I've, I've, I'm too eager to, to see how well I've done this week. Uh, it, it's actually time for this. You call that a knife? 
This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. It is, it's time for our NRL roundup. Uh, as always, if you've got anything to, to weigh in with, just, just jump in. Yep. Uh, we kicked off the round with the Eels 14, the Broncos 36, Dragons 20, Sea Eagles 6. Uh, Newcastle Knights 12, Roosters 42. Raiders 26, Warriors 14. The Panthers 20, Sharks 10. I thought the Sharks blew that in the end. Yeah, they made they were... a couple of mistakes, didn't complete the sets. I thought they were getting on top and then just give too much ball away. And Luai, you know, you give them a sniff, they're going to take it, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. We've said it all season. They just, they just roll on and roll on, don't they? Mm. The Bunnies 24, Storm 12. Uh, proper, proper uh, turd fest, really, this one. Uh, <laughs> Bulldogs 36, Titans 26. And a puff of smoke at half time. <laughs> uh, and as we've already covered, one of the most bizarre endings in a game of rugby league Cowboys 27, Tigers 26. Mm. And if you want to tune into any NRL this week, you've there's, there's always some good games in the NRL, but the the pick of the weeks I think are the Eels v the Panthers, and the Sharks and the Bunnies. Okay. Well, right. <laughs> are we going again? Yeah. Take two. Yeah. Now it's time for my favourite segment. Forward Podcast Prediction League with six again. Yes, it is that time again, and Callum has a very chipper smile on his face this week. It is, as he said, fastly coming his favourite segment of the week this week. So <laughs> uh, we are, of course, joined by Bry from Six Again for our ever popular Predictions League. How are you, Bry? Yeah, not too happy with that smile on his face. Hiya, boys. You know what? <laughs> uh, we're good, thanks, mate. <laughs> He's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, mate. Very good. Good, good. You been up to much? Uh, bit of wheelchair rugby on Saturday. Oh, That was good. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, uh, looks like I'm getting dragged back there this weekend as well. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, other than that, you know, not too much. Rugby, rugby league. That's what we like. That's all that matters, though, really, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. I I, although it has been raining quite a lot here today, and I was, I've been waiting to take a photo of a rainbow just to send it to Manly <laughs> to see what I, <laughs> to see if I get any actions. But no, still no rainbow. Uh, well, uh, right. Well, then let's have a run through last week, shall we, Bry? No. no. Should we just get on to next? <laughs> right, well, there was two good weeks. Uh, four so-so weeks and one bad week. 
Um, we had a spot on, and that was from yourself, Carl. <laughs> and so the league now looks like the insiders are top with 345. Uh, they got eight last week. Second is now Andy. You have 16, and he's on 329. That gap's closing. Third is, Ca- is Callum, who got the most points of the week with a spot on. Three, uh, 21 points. He's now on 322. Ooh. Myself, I've dropped from second to fourth after getting four points. Oh, oh, oh dear, Brian. <laughs> oh. And I'm on 318. Joint fifth, a Yorkshire and the Stats team. Stats team with a fight back. Woohoo! <laughs> Both on 271, but Yorkshire are above them because they've had more spot ons. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the league of Lancashire, um, and they're on 250. Wow. All I'm going to say about that, right? All I'm going to say about that is if he'd Roy had backed his own team, <laughs> we'd, have been, we'd have been on our own in that sole fifth position. Uh, <laughs> I've got a feeling he's going to back his own team this week, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll right, who have we got on this week, then, Brian? Well, as Bobby just said, Castaneda uh, stats are back for the stats team. Uh, sorry, Bobby. But for Yorkshire this week, we've got our Leeds fan, Jordan. Oh, That's good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Roy, take him down. For Lancashire, we've got our St. Helens fan, St. Biffy. Brilliant. Excellent. And for the Insiders, we have the former Hull FC, uh, Toronto, among other clubs, uh, player, Rich Whiten. Excellent. 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 Well, welcome to uh, Mr. Whiting to the prediction. Uh, and then, unfortunately, there's Andy Callum and myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the reprobates. Meh. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, where do we start this week then, Bray? Well, this week we start on Thursday at 8 o'clock. It's on Sky and it's Wigan Fee Hull KR. A very depleted OKR. Mm. As as always, I'm just going to give my prediction for a bit of fun, see if me and Roy are firing on all cylinders. Okay. Okay. Um, against Jordan. Against, yeah, just yeah, just Jordan. The rest of the league's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not lo- I'm not looking for top. I'm like Super League. I'm not looking for top four. I'm looking for playoffs. Okay. You know, yeah. you know aspirations. Anyway, um, yes. So... Wigan and Hull KR, like you said, Bright, very depleted Hull KR squad. I still think the very scrappy Hull KR, I think they could still not give Wigan their entire way. But I think after that defeat to Leeds, Wigan will just bounce back immediately. I cannot see them going down two weeks in a row, especially in front of their, their home fans this week. Uh, so for that, I have gone for Wigan by fourteen. Yeah, I think. Okay, I obviously got a fair few injuries and looking very depleted, as you both said. I did. I think I did read somewhere that Matty Pete said that they maybe not rest players, but change things up. So maybe that means 
leave one or two out, mm. uh, let them recharge. Obviously, we do this before we see the squad, so I don't know. So taking a bit of a gamble, I'm going to say Wigan by 20. And Andy has said Wigan by 36. Mm. We have a clean sweep. Uh, Bobby, you're closer cast out your stats. They've gone Wigan by 16. Jordan for Yorkshire, Wigan by 14. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Wigan by 20. Rich for the Insiders, Wigan by 10. And myself, I've gone Wigan by 22. Okay. Okay. Uh, next game then, Bray. Next up is Toulouse v Hull FC. It's on Friday night. There's a few conflicting times around, but I've mm. been informed by Toulouse themselves. It's six o'clock UK time. Okay. 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 Um, I mean, Hull are in just, I don't know, they're just all over the place, aren't they, at the minute? Mm. Toulouse are a completely different team at home. We've seen they can score points. I mean, your stat before, 196 points for conceded this month already for Hull. It's not looking really good for them. Um, I'm going to say to lose by 10. I've, I'm one of these that will back to lose at home. I just feel with the the re-inclusion of of Jake Connor and a couple of uh, other key people like uh, Kane Evans is back now as well. Mm. I just think Hull might edge it. I think they might just have a little bit too much firepower, and I think this is. I think they need it. I think they'll be up for it, and I'm going to go Hull by six. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't know. I think that's quite risky. But uh, Andy says to lose by fourteen. We do have a mixed bag. Mm. Uh, cast tag stats for the stats team to lose by eight. Yeah. Jordan for Yorkshire to lose by 12. St. Biff Flankshire to lose by 10. Rich for the Insiders, former FC player. Well, FC by four. And myself, I've gone to lose by eight. I described Hull on Sunday to someone as. Uh, like Donald Trump with his finger over the red button. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for the perfect second to press it and self-implode. Mm. Yeah. And they do it constantly. Yeah, they do. They do. I think of the last few seasons, the last 11 games, they've only won like one or two each for the last like five years. Mm. It's, it's it's mental. Uh, anyway, uh, what's our next game, Bray? Friday night, 8 o'clock on Sky. Castleford v Wakefield. Well, bit of a bit of a derby, that, isn't it? Well, well it I, 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 sorry, not a bit of a derby, to be fair. I was about to say, I, I actually class it more, of a, more as a derby than some of the do with uh, Leeds, to be fair. So, mm, Well, it is. Yeah. But... So, I feel Wakefield maybe showed a little bit of... Guts, a bit of determination against Saints on Sunday. I just, I don't know. I, I just can't see them doing that again. I really can't. I feel like, as we already said in the, the review, they just played to the conditions perfectly. Mm. And I just think that 
task will just be a bit more up for this one, I think. And in front of their home supporters again, I just can't see anything other than a Castleford win. And I'm going to go cast by 16. Okay. Yeah, like I say, Wakefield looked desperate on Sunday, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, I mean that in a good way. You know, they were fighting for everything, mm. played really well. Very unlucky to lose, in my opinion. Uh, I did read somewhere that apparently Cass have only got 17 players available. It's now 18. Oh, right. Uh, Mamo's had his ban re- redone in the last hour. Oh, uh, overturned. Really? Yeah, he, uh, he, he thought that he was complaining to himself mm. and they've believed him. Right. Which is true because it looked like that to me on replays would be quite fit. Okay. Well, fair enough. Usually it's, it ends up in a frivolous, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I think Cass have been playing better. They're at home. I think it'll be quite tight. I'm going to say Cass by eight. And Andy has said Cast by 16. We got a clean sweep. Cast Tiger stats for the stats team. Cast fan. Cast by 26. Jordan for Yorkshire. Cast for by 10. St. Biffy for Lancashire. Cast for by 18. Richard the Insiders. Cast for by 18. And myself, I've gone Cast for by 12. And I think the only difference is, is the conditions. Mm. If they're similar to what they were on Sunday, Jamie Shaw might as well have played in his slippers on Sunday. Mm. He, he wasn't threatened with a high ball. He wasn't threatened with anything at all all game. Mm. Whereas you get this feeling that if it's in better conditions, Danny Richardson will pepper him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. Uh, next game. Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Huddersfield v Warrington. I feel like this is a tough game but it's probably not because I just mm. keep expecting and expecting and expecting Warrington to just turn it on and they're just not doing um, we said before just field have had a slight dip two losses uh, on the trot but I, I'm sure they'll be looking to bounce back and I think they will I'm going to say Huddersfield by 14 yeah I, I agree with everything you just said there I feel like this is the the Huddersfield's dipping point in the last two weeks. I think this is where they turn it round. I think we are starting to, despite not getting the wins, I think we are starting to see a little bit of a better Warrington side. They're not so much as getting beat by loads or, you know, really not, not sure showing up. They keep, oh, should we say, the, the lead and yeah. whether they slip up towards the end. But for that reason, I feel that Huddersfield won't run away with the game. I feel like it'll be a little bit tighter, but they'll just still lose out. And I'm going to go Huddersfield by 10. Okay. Andy has said Huddersfield by eight. And we have another clean sweep. Uh, stats team, cast target stats, we've gone Huddersfield by 12. Jordan for Yorkshire, Huddersfield by eight. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Huddersfield by 20. Rich for the Insiders, Huddersfield by eight. And myself, I've gone Huddersfield by 10. And I think it all depends on the cast result the night before. Because mm. if cast win, they're going to be right on the coattails of Huddersfield, yeah. and I think that might give them a kick. Yeah, and I think that's where, as much as you say they've lost a couple, they might get that re-energized. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, really good point. Uh, okay, next game then. Saturday six o'clock, Catalan Leeds. 
tough game this I, I feel like every seem every time Leeds win they win big don't they mm. and we always seem to say this is this is Leeds they've turned the corner they've Very turned that corner to Warrington, isn't it? yeah yeah and every week we we say oh they've done it they've turned this corner this is it and then they either slip up to a, a team you don't expect them to or they go and beat a team like Wigan where you think they're going to get trampled mm. and unfortunately as much as I'd I'd like to take that all into you know the the Wigan win was a, a massive one for them I just think that Catalans at home will be too strong I feel like Catalans have come out of that that dipping point now and they've they've got that home win that they needed and back-to-back home games is going to be good for them so I'm going to go Catalans by 10 yeah I, I think uh, Wigan had a really off night last week uh, Leeds played well don't get me wrong but um, I can't see them doing it um, away to Catalan so I'm going to say Catalan by 16 and <laughs> Andy has said Catalan by 12. We have a mixed bag. Ooh, I wonder who that's from. <laughs> stats. Castag is stats. I've gone Catalan by six. St. Biffy for Lancashire. Catalan by six. Rich for the Insiders. Leeds by two. Ooh. Jordan for Yorkshire. Leeds fan. Leeds by six. Mm. I was half right. <laughs> you were half, yeah. <laughs> um, myself, I've gone Catalan by ten. And I'm not one for a one-man team, but if Sam Tompkins had got banned for trying to open a, a, the linesman up, <laughs> I'd have gone for Leeds. And I also think that Leeds, Le- Leeds played at home for the first time in a while, and I think the fans helped a lot against Wigan. And I don't think they've been appreciated enough for it, to be quite fair. No, they do, I think they, what, they've stuck by the team. Like, the attendance has, has still been really good throughout. They've had a few bad years, haven't they, when they went to the middle eights mm-hmm. and all that. The, the crowds were still really good, so they are good at that. Yeah, I, I just I just think they, they, they got, got a good start and lifted the crowd. Mm. And they hadn't played their own for a while. And I think that, that energised Leeds a bit as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that should leave us one game then, shouldn't it? Sunday, three o'clock. Salford v St. Helens. I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, obviously, St. Helens, I think, have still got a couple of bands and uh, still a few injuries to the likes of Percival, Makinson. Uh, I think they get Morgan Knowles back this week, which will be a massive, massive plus, especially in that that pack. And they did seem to lack a little bit of go forward on Sunday, even though the, the conditions were bad. I thought they looked a bit, bit lacklustre going forward. Um, Salford playing really, really well, can score plenty of points, but can they do it against the best defensive team in the league? Uh, Remains to be seen, but I'm. I think Saints just edge it. I'm going to say Saints by eight. Yeah, I agree. We've said all season, aren't we? We're, we're loving this Salford throwing the ball around. Mm. Will it pay off against uh, a, a bit of a better defence? I think it's going to be a cracking game, but I think you will see Saints just show a little bit more strength and just get in front and keep it there. So I'm going to say Saints by twelve. Okay, and. Andy has said Saints by six. Cast Tiger stats for the stats team. Saints by 18. 
Mm-hmm. Jordan for Yorkshire, Saints by 16. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Saints fan, Saints by 12. Rich for the Insiders, Salford by 1. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And myself, I'm going to go for St. Helens by 4. Mm. I think Only just. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it, it sounds daft. I think if this game's played in the same conditions as Saints played in the other day, mm. Salford will win and win comfortably. Mm. Yeah, Mark's need in his kicking game will he'll kick him to death. Um, would, 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 yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd actually, if I, if I knew the weather forecast was going to be like it was, um, at Wakefield, I'd say I'd say Salford by sixteen at least. Mm. I just think in drier conditions, they they, they are the best defense in the league. And yeah, although Salford are the third best attacking That's team in the league, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it should be a very good game and one which should be high scored. And we'll, now I've said that, I'll probably end up eight <laughs> six. <laughs> well, I think that could be the. Uh... Game of the round, but I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it, for this week? So, thank you for staying and listening. Uh, thank you to all those who are participating in the Predictions League, and obviously thank you to, to Brian for sorting it all out and running it. But wherever you are, and wherever you're going watching your rugby league this week, stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Loose Forward podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.